what is my purpose why am i here if i do go in the water it will have to be because you called me i will move only according to your word it was a quick shift a quick change what is our heart's disposition towards god and towards his people you feel a sense of purpose and responsibility and identity by those activities the things that you're doing and so if those things aren't there if you're not able to do those things anymore then there is a mindset that says i have no purpose we cannot avoid the traffic the uncertainties potholes and the stop signs but we can control our emotions and our responses you are a minister of reconciliation mm. yes <laughs> be of good cheer for it is only i standing on the water man Sure. I am chosen by God and I am loved. Everything that you have been taught, live it. Welcome to a new season inside of Roadblock Season 2 with yours truly Nicolette Swaby. Looking forward to all that God will say to us in our heart to heart conversations 2020. Voices are crying for truth. Between September and December 2018, I experienced a brief illness that caused a tremendous pain that had to be remedied by surgeries. Throughout that time, I could not do my daily activities but had to rely on others to help me move around. Thank God that along with my husband he placed kind-hearted family members and friends in my life who were right there when needed. As people of faith, we prayed. We committed the situation to God and trusted that he would heal and give us peace. I was very much aware that God was with me. I felt him. And for the first time in my life, I felt the prayers of the righteous. I knew that God's people, that the intercessors, were calling my name before the Lord. I remember during that time, I heard a voice that I knew was just the enemy. I heard it as clear as day, suggesting that now that I'm sick, I will be quiet. I will shut up. Finally, ministry is over. My response was. What? I know me a minister. Which in standard English translates, "What? No is the time that I will minister." It's as though I felt that fighter in me saying, "No, it's not over." I was adamant that no matter what or regardless of the situation, I will be exactly what God has called me to be. and nothing can hinder what he has purposed for my life another noteworthy encounter during that time was being in prayer and all i found myself saying to god was i still love you and i kept repeating it having no other words to say but i still love you and i meant it It was real to my soul. It liberated me with the pain and the tears and hardly finding words to say in prayer. I found myself just saying, "God, in spite of all this that is happening, the uncertainty, what I don't understand, I still love you." I felt peace. I was free. The fear of the unknown left. and my soul was settled in this great love for god that he first had for me 
It was as if that's where God himself wanted me to be. That's where he wanted to take me. That in the midst of sickness, trauma, a quick turn for the worst, inconclusive reports, in the midst of suffering, I would still love him. And that question rang, do you still love me? And we can ask that same question today. Do we still love the Lord? In those moments of uncertainties and devastation, we get to see whether or not we truly believe the scriptures and sayings that we have quoted all of our lives. We say, God is good. He will never leave me nor forsake me. Before I was formed in the womb, he knew me. I am covered by the blood of Jesus. We have all these sayings and scriptures that we quote, but do we really believe them? Our belief has got to be tested. How much do we believe God? How anchored are we in his word? If a situation, no matter how challenging, easily takes us out, then how firm was our belief in God to begin with? If a situation can make us murmur, complain, doubt, and even get offended with God, God is simply showing us where our heart was all along. The situation did not take us there. The situation revealed where we actually were. Job's wife said to him, Curse God and die. Do you think that Job's sickness caused her to become bitter? That disposition of her heart was already there. Their situation just brought light to it. Challenges reveal what is really in us. Are we always wanting to prove our point? Are we bitter, unforgiving, and angry or easily angered? Do we backslide with every battle? Are we hateful and mean? And we could ask so many other questions. Those emotions were already harbored in the heart. Thank God that he is faithful to reveal exactly where we are, how we think, and how we really feel. He has taken the time to train us into his mind, and he promised to reveal any mindset that is ungodly. No matter how strong we believe we are, the way we think is always going to manifest in how we live our lives and how we interpret situations. In relationships, if there is a conversation, one party may say something that causes you to question the source of their utterance. You may wonder why or how did that come up? The answer, it has been in the heart all along. But now we have the perfect situation that sets the stage for it to be revealed. This could be a marriage or friendship, parent and child relationships, you name it. The way we respond and treat each other tells what is in our hearts. The way we think about each other reveals what is in our hearts. If I have a negative thought about a brother or a sister, that thought is coming from the heart. And chances are I think that way about a number of people, not just toward that one brother. And what may shock some of us is that that feeling toward people is usually how we feel about God. 
that unforgiveness, hurt, resentment, disappointment, and anger usually signal our true hearts toward God. But how many of us would confess that? Who allowed these people in our lives? Who can stop the hurt and pain in the world? Why isn't he stopping it? How could he allow these sicknesses and diseases? These are the questions we ask. These show the hurt, the resentment, what's going on in our hearts. We know he can stop it, so why isn't he? That mother, that father, that sister, that brother, that friend who is mourning the loss of a loved one. Why didn't God intervene and prevent that loss? The world is mourning. The world is in pain. The world needs answers. But the sad reality is those of us who have the answers, those of us who have come to faith in Jesus Christ, we can't offer hope to a dying world because we ourselves are hurting. So then, how do we get past the hurt and the grief, the anger, the fears, and the offenses. Let us first admit that we are hurt. Admit, admit the brokenness and the pain. It makes no sense to pretend to be somewhere we're not. Pretense will eventually cripple us. It's okay to confess and just be honest. God says he desires truth in the inward parts. He's not looking at how well we put on a show and pretend to be okay, pretend that we are strong when the truth is we are dying on the inside. God is not looking for actors. He desires those who will be honest and say, I am broken and I need help. Don't worry about what others will say. You answer to God and you know where you are in him. And if you're not at a good place, that should bring you to your knees. And don't get up from that place of prayer still carrying the load, still carrying the weight. Leave it right there. Leave it in the prayer room. When we go to God, we go to him sincere. And he already sees and he knows what is in our hearts. And he desires that when we come, we come with truth in our hearts, honesty in our hearts. And we confess where we are. And he's faithful to heal us, to heal that brokenness. One of the things I love about prayer is that God responds to the state of the heart. He doesn't ignore it. We may come with one issue, but he bypasses that and addresses our hearts, our true state, and he brings healing and gives us instructions. In this time, we need to recommit. We must recommit our hearts to God. Embrace all that he has said. Believe every word that he has spoken. Consider his promises and return to his love. He says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. It is an awesome feeling to be cleansed, washed of all unrighteousness, washed of every hurt, purged of every pain, and be in right standing with God. Now that's freedom and that's his love. The word of God tells us that love never fails. 
Now the love of this world may fail and fade and wax cold. That love may turn evil and wicked in an instant. But the love of God is everlasting and it changes not. His love does not disappoint us, but it holds us together. In the weakest and most vulnerable moments of life, the love of God sustains us and empowers us. His love empowers us to stand in any trial and grief and the horror that this world faces on a day-to-day -day basis. The love of God stretches out within us every day and in that love is peace and joy, no anxiety or fear, but that love casts out every fear. We stand boldly in love. There are mothers and fathers who love their children, and it doesn't matter what this child does, the parent continues to love. Even if that child brings shame to the family, the parent is forgiving and welcoming of that child and willing to give them another chance and desires to protect their child. If man can do that, how much more will our Abba Father do for us? We are here because of that great love and mercy that he has extended to us. So let's embrace his word and know that he is faithful to bring us there. If our heart wants to change, if we see where we fall short, if we acknowledge our brokenness and we desire a change, God is faithful to forgive and empower us to walk this walk. We cannot change ourselves. It takes the power of God to do that. It takes the spirit of God to transform. Let us return to God in our hearts and trust him for real. In the hustle and bustle of life, we need to have our souls anchored in the one true God who sees and knows and responds to what he sees and knows. It may not be in our timing, nor according to our expectations, but his way is good and it's good for us. He has given each of us time and a chance. We determine what we will do with that time and chance that he has granted to us. When we see him for who he is, even as he sees us, we can't help but love him. When we see his favor and his hand in our lives, we will be grateful and fall in love with him even more. As we give over our hearts to the Lord, return to him in sincerity and believe his word, we will experience his life. And this life of God that we have received is able to bear anything. It is pure. It endures all things and it loves continually. When we're totally immersed in this love, our existence will be the hope to those who need it. The grace to the weak and peace to the hurting. As we abide in the love of God today, we speak from that place of residence to a dying world. And that speech is also seen in how we respond to the same challenges that the world faces. God loves the world so much that he gave the very essence of himself, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has come to the world and his life is available to all today. To the captives, the broken, the weak, and the poor. He is here for you. If you are offended, you are bitter, resentful in any way, God is here for you. He wants to heal you 
and through it all, he still loves you. Through all the challenges and the trauma that this world may face, God's love is extended to you. But through it all, do you love him? Father, we thank you for your great love. Your love is everlasting. And you have caused us to experience your love, to taste of your love. And we have tasted and seen that it is good for us. We embrace all that you are today and all that you have to say to our hearts. We repent for being bitter, angry, resentful, and offended with you for what you have allowed in our lives. And today we recommit our hearts and we say, Father, whatever you allow in our lives, we know that we have the power to overcome. We have the power to walk righteously in it because you have granted us the power and you have granted us your life that can bear anything that we face. We honor you, we bless you, and we choose to immerse ourselves in your love. Remember the broken, remember the hurting, remember those who are lost and are in need of you, the Savior of the world. Meet that heart today and we say thank you for salvation, thank you for freedom, thank you for your love, in your name, amen. Thank you for tuning in to Roadblock. To find more of our heart-to-heart conversations, listen in on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Play Store, and the Sunrise with Jesus app. Email us at roadblockpodcast at gmail.com. I'm Nicolette Swaby. Join me next time as we live out our story in the glory. In the